0: Hello dudes, dudettes, duders, and everyone in between, and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I am your host, Jesse Kester, and I'm very glad that you're joining for this episode. If it's your first one, you picked the right one to join in on. Let me tell you that right now, this is a good one. Our guest today is Kate Faust. She is a a musician, she's a singer, she's an independent artist who's made her way to Los Angeles from, where was it, where was it? Hold on, Uh, oh yes, Pennsylvania. A Little bit of domestic pride there, you might've heard in my voice. Uh, But before we get to that, we've got two very, very major announcements that I'm super duper mega pumped, stoked, amped, excited, all of the above maybe. to to communicate to you. First of all, we are teaming up with the Little Tokyo Service Center to do a pop-up podcast studio that will be going on all of the week that this episode drops so if you are in little tokyo the week that this episode drops stop on by there will be a link to the address it's at the 341 studio down on you know like pretty much the the main street not the other one not not first street but the one closer to judge iso parking anyway we'll have the link up there what we're doing is we're talking to a bunch of members of the little tokyo community uh, some young, some wait, what is it? Some old, some new, some borrowed, some blue. However, that phrase goes, we'll be interviewing members of the community, young entrepreneurs who are coming up in the little Tokyo community, and get a beat on on what that what that area of town is and who the members are that keep it uh, keep it a, a wakin and a shakin, if you know what I mean. Keep it a movin and a groovin, if you know what I mean. Keep it. Slippin' and grippin', if you know what I mean. Keep it sliding and gliding, if you know what I mean. Keep it bustling and rustling, if you know... Anyway, that's what that series will be about. Um, We have another partnership that I'd like to announce, if I may... It is with uh, Michael Weiss, produ- uh, boop, 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 rewind, it is with Michael Weiss Publications. We talked to John Booker, we talked to Kathy Fong, Yoneda. we talked to Sonia Piper-Dosti, whoops, scratch that last one, she is not one of the, she's not a, a, a published author on that that list. Uh, Jennifer Dornbush is the other one who has a book published with Michael Weiss, and they caught wind of the show, caught wind of those interviews, thank you Kathy, we do appreciate it. And liked what they heard. So we're teaming up with them. We'll probably be doing one interview with a Michael Weiss author a month. I don't know if that's going to be potpourri or something else, but we will be getting uh, a a new perspective from various authors from that publishing house regularly now. Very, very excited about that partnership. It's really, really an honor. uh, And helps it's first first and foremost it is an honor to to be to be recognized as competent in my field and invited to do that thing for for uh, an institution that I really respect and that I've been a, a fan of for for quite a long time save the cat from then on I, I have been aware I've had Michael Weiss on my radar um, second of all it's just great because it uh, helps me out with booking. I, I do this whole show. Uh, th- I, I am the producer, the editor, and the the host, uh, and I'm really grateful for a little bit of, of support in, uh, in booking the guests, because that seems to be the, the area where I have the least innate talent. Not that I can't do it, just that everything else is really in my wheelhouse. Booking the talent is not so. Thank you, Michael Wise. I owe you one, baby. Other than that, uh, this is holy moly, there are a lot of announcements. This is a music episode. Kate is a musician. She did a, a mini concert in the very living room where I'm recording this intro. You can find that on the YouTubes. I'm sure we'll have some link somewhere that you can see her performance. It's two songs. Uh, if you don't have the time, to look at it on the internet, guess what? I'm giving you the whole concert on this recording. So we're gonna have one song between when I set up the episode, and then we're gonna have another one at the end after we've done the interview. So I love this first song. The other one's really fantastic too, but the first one the first one just uh, hit me at a core level when I heard a, her play it live. Uh, hearing her play it live in my very own living room moved me tremendously so i want to get done with this intro so that you all can hear we were just kids by kate faust and then stick around after the interview you're going to get a whole nother different song that is beautiful for different reasons that i'm not going to betray here you're going to have to listen to it to find out why this other song moved me in a completely different way but it's uh kate babe honey doll darling You are batting a thousand. Both of these songs were just uh, home runs, and I'm so, so grateful that you came on the show, and that we get to see the world through your eyes. So, without further ado, I give to you, you, and especially you, Kate Faust.
1: Drops. We should stop Taking all those downers, maybe that's the way I love you Always on the verge of drowning in the backseat of your car When your mama started crying, I could see your breaking heart in the silence But we were just kids We were just kids across your face when you're begging me to leave you the junk shot through your veins how many lies you're taking to your grave but we were just kids Where you taught me to go down is there a setting sun For those of us who never make it out All their buried dreams rotting in the ground But they were just kids They were just kids Trying to break Trying to wake up from the loneliness They were just kids
0: Morpheus, Morpheus is, is fighting Neo. I wonder how you're doing. Hello, and welcome to the Hollywood Fishbowl. I wonder many things. My name is Jesse, I'm the host, and today I am joined by the one, the only, the illustrious. Wow, Kate Faust. You were blown away. You were distracted I by your own intro. Illustrious
2: is it's a nice adjective.
0: Do you deny it?
2: No, absolutely okay. not.
0: Good, good. <laughs> and the music is almost burnt down. I'm wondering if anybody heard your twist on an old favorite.
2: From um, what, Ron Burgundy?
0: Oh, no, no, I mean how you, uh, it wasn't Morpheus and it wasn't Neo. You'll, oh, it
2: was Orpheus and Eo. Oh,
0: there, okay, I was going to tell them they had to go back and listen very closely.
2: Morpheus and Shmeeshmo.
0: Morpheus is fighting <laughs> Shmeo. Hello, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, how are you?
0: I'm fantastic, and I'm so happy that we managed to get you on. It is nice to sync schedules like Yay. we did. How we begin the program is a little something we call 5 and 5. I'm going to ask you five questions, you have one minute to answer each question, mm-hmm. that's why we call it 5 and 5. In five. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you will have little beeps. Mm-hmm. This is low pressure. Don't worry. What, what we're trying to I'm do shaking. is. Uh, you I'm should shaking be. Right now. I'm, I'm, I cut an intimidating figure. I really do. <laughs> uh, we try to get the basics out of the way at the beginning so that we can get to the real meaty stuff as soon as possible. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you willing? I'm willing. Are you able? Sure am. Those are the beeps. Question number one, where did you grow up and how did that inform your adulthood? I
2: grew up in rural Pennsylvania in a one traffic light town called Denver, PA, which is why I never say Denver, because no one would know that I'm talking about Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, Um, straight to Colorado?
2: Yeah. um, You know, surrounded by the Amish and the Mennonite, um, but uh, raised with my mom's Irish Catholic uh, culture from Philadelphia. And so I had a very quiet, very religious a very kind of closed-off upbringing, and it gave me a lot of time to really be in my imagination and be in my head.
0: Is that the best place to be?
2: Um, I think so. When when you, when you are a creative child in a very small environment um, that you don't really fit into, you have to create um, worlds for yourself to be in, and that opened up, I think, everything that I do now.
0: And you're saying, are you... <laughs> Uh, we're out of time on this one but i wonder if you're still mostly in your head or if you've managed to well i okay sorry i'd love to ask follow-up questions but we've got the next one what is the must engage media the book the movie the television show that uh that betrayed the dna of the universe to you what unlocked the the world
1: damn that's
2: tough
0: Or, what's your favorite thing? uh,
2: Audre Lorde's essay, The Erotic, uh, The Uses of the Erotic as Power, changed my life for sure.
0: Can you give Um, us a 10 second overview of what it is? Actually,
2: Audre Lorde was a um, really powerful black feminist uh, poet and theorist and educator. And she, The Uses of the Erotic as Power, kind of opened up my eyes to the fact that my sensory. Um, gifts, <clears throat> eroticism, um, sensitivity, and feelings were a source of valuable information. The non-rational knowledge I always had, that's a very feminine viewpoint, and that's kind of where I derived the information in my life. I never resonated with logic and rationale.
0: I hate to cut you off. Mm. I've got so many follow-up questions, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the greatest source of joy in your life? Oh,
2: um. The greatest source of joy in my life is um, the unconditional love I feel in connection to source and connection to spirit, um, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, and the amazing blessings that I become aware of every day as long as I take a moment to just be quiet, um, I become aware. And I think all the inspiration and all the things I have to share, my music, Everything. I love sharing with people. I love that I am a vessel and an instrument in this life to share love and joy and beauty with people and, and see them see themselves in a different way.
0: Do you forfeit your last 12 seconds? You may.
2: No. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay.
0: Have a sip of tea. How's the tea? Is it any good?
2: It's nice and, and sweet like I like it.
0: <laughs> Question number four is coming up. I'm guessing it's four. Yeah, it's got to be. What gets under your skin?
2: Um, What gets under my skin is when people give away their power, um, when people make meaning in stories um, uh, about other people's actions towards them that are not true to who they are, when people don't communicate their needs to each other, when people don't want to um, see the infinite in one another. That's hard for me. And... But then I have to do the same. I have to get quiet and not make meaning of it and allow things to be as they are. And yeah, I forgive myself for all those things. And I try to forgive other people and just be in a, a space of allowance with them. But that does get under my skin, which can, also whiteness and white supremacy
0: is just whiteness thing. in general. You're done. You're um, not no, done with it. I mean, I'm white. I, I yeah. don't
2: hate white people. I love us. I just want something better for everybody
0: okay we will we will get into that. You are the first person to uh include whiteness in what gets under your skin, mm-hmm. but uh there's a lot of gristle on those bones
1: mm-hmm.
0: Last question what advi- what's the best advice you've received, and what's the best advice that comes from your brain that you want to put into the universe It's a two parter
2: um I think the best advice I received was to relax um and not work so hard and allow what I need. To come to me and trust in life and trust in the universe. Um, That's really important for someone like me who spent the beginning of their life really struggling and feeling that everything has to be hard work and struggle. That's a certain consciousness and a paradigm that is just not necessary anymore. Um, So ease and grace is the best advice I can give to anybody. Show up, do what you need to do, take inspired action. But after that, Just, just, just rest, rest in that, be clear and allow the picture to present itself to you and you'll know what to do.
0: Your timing couldn't have been better. Were you watching the clock Mm -mm, on that one? mm -mm. All right. Do you want, do you want the celebration for having completed five and five?
2: What is it? (laughs) All
0: right. (laughs) Shmorpheous It's fighting shmio Fighting Wow, it is amazing If you are given a specific task You are so focused But the second the task is over The wheels come off I'm going to ease off my microphone a little okay. bit There we go uh, So let us back it up I feel like you unpacked Three to ten hours mm-hmm. of conversation In the last five minutes You, you yeah. hinted at so very, very mm-hmm. much Lots of stuff that I wanted to talk about with you and anyway already just because i know you mm-hmm. uh where do you want to start
2: um it's up to you okay are any of them
0: let's start right? in pennsylvania okay let's because i know that well uh, <laughs> yes, i can relate to i don't have to do any work to empathize <laughs> and i love being in that space okay there you go one one horse town one light town mm-hmm. uh, you grew up with both parents in there or what's yeah, the...
2: my parents are happily married they'll be celebrating their 40th anniversary in february and um they're true soulmates. That's awesome. They're just partners, best friends.
0: Are they doing it big for the 40th?
2: I'm not sure. My mom had my mom has some health issues, and so she's recovering from... Yeah, Her bones are just breaking it. Mm-hmm. She's recovering. So we'll see what happens. They might not do it right in February, but okay. I, I am hoping, because she also turned 60 in January. Aww. So 2019, and I turned 30. In like a month, so So the next couple months are big for our family in terms of like milestones.
0: This is the only time that she'll be double your age.
2: Yeah, enjoy. Except for when she had me, she was thirty when she.
0: Yeah, but she wasn't double zero.
2: You're right. You're right. (laughs) Shit, she's old as shit.
0: If you want me to work out the math, that we've got.
2: (laughs) I'm a musician. I don't. I don't know math.
0: (laughs) That's my excuse every time. (laughs) That's hookum. That's baloney. All music is entirely math. Music is.
2: And well, actually, I disagree with that strongly. Um, But that's what people say. Mm -hmm. But um, as someone who's a musician who studied music and someone who is terrible at math, but very, very good at language, I would say music is a language. It's much more like learning. um, And and actually, we do. We spell chords. We say we spell a chord. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about musical thoughts. We call them actual phrases. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. we do count in terms of rhythm, and we subdivide. um, But that's like a very—we do— in, in music, we do like elementary um, level math, but in terms of language, we do college level, like understanding the language of music is a lifelong uh, thing that you learn. But yeah, that's why I, I always with, with my own students, I'm like, you're learning a new language. OK, if, when you take Spanish class or when you take French class, you don't just know what it is right away. Give yourself some time. But yeah, I I gristle sometimes at that because I'm like, I don't want people who are bad at math to think they can't do music.
0: Can I respectfully disagree with you? Sure. Can I disrespectfully disagree with you? Uh, yeah. Cool. Oh, which one am I going to go with? I'll go with respectfully for now. Um, for me, that's the beauty of it: is mm-hmm. that every note is a frequency, and you and they it all is the
2: sacred geometry of the and, universe. Yes. So it is math in that respect.
0: And that it all—I I don't disagree with you—that that that we we eat this feast as as a, as an art form, mm-hmm. not as a, an intellectual math form. But that's the beauty of it: is mm-hmm. that hiding underneath all of that. Mm-hmm are numbers just... Well, that's
2: that's, that's, that's that's what the universe is made of. Yeah. And, and that's why I think um, that's why with my sound spirit school, as I started to receive spiritual knowledge
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I started to go down that path, I realized that as a musician, I was primed for this without ever knowing it because what we learn in music how we experience music, how we show up to create, how we receive these different vibrations and we work with them and we create these emotional structures within them. Um, that is the essence of the spiritual uh, path.
0: And that is where I respectfully agree with you.
2: <laughs> I don't think we actually disagree. No, 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 I think we just come at it in a different Yeah, angle. for
0: me, the beauty of it is that there is so much underlying math that is all and always invisible that, that mm-hmm. it has no bearing on the experience of any of it ever yeah but if you want to look under the hood you'll you find that there's that wormhole, yeah, yeah but you never have to and you won't be rewarded. you are it.
2: you are yeah. like you are sacred geometry in motion you are math happening like the the um the plants and flowers and all of that like
0: it's that is a very pennsylvania tattoo yeah who designed that? Was it was it a was it a fence so or a playful, for, for or a, for the
2: listeners? A if, if you do keep this in, it's a it's the image of a distal finch and a lovebird. So it's two birds that come together and make a heart, and it mm-hmm. is based on um, the hex signs that they paint on um, Amish uh, barns. But yeah, this is my my dad, German culture, okay. Pennsylvania Dutch, and this is my mom. Um, sh- this is a Bridget's cross. She brought me one back from Ireland when I was a kid, and I got it uh-huh. tattooed this year.
0: That's sweet, though. Yeah, I'm going to
2: get their names somewhere over here too. This is their arm. <laughs>
0: <Are> you, <laughs> what's that? What does that one tell us about your parents? What? Oh, oh is it elbow down that it's their arm, oh, or the is it? The
2: rest is me. Okay, Although okay, okay. So they've text, got the. I have some text from um, Dr. Faustus, Goethe's Faust. Okay, So that's my last name. Okay, I, okay. I have um, a mandala from a Carl Jung book, uh, The mm-hmm. Interpretation of Dreams, and I have a dragon that closely resembles. Um, Haku from Spirited Away, because I—I that's a much
0: more recent bit of culture that you're pulling from. What was the connection there? Why did that speak to you? I
2: was—I was born in the year of the dragon, Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say like my when I so yeah when I was going through a really rough couple of years, like in my 20s, where I didn't know if I was literally going to survive. Um, I would always have these dreams where I was like being brutally killed or raped and things like that and every day every day I'd wake up and feel like i I just felt like unable to do anything in life everything was terrifying and difficult for me and then
0: was the was the threat to survival coming from the inside or the outside It was coming
2: from the inside yeah um, how did
0: it manifest
2: so well I wrote about this actually in a piece I published recently on medium but um, I was actually assaulted by my bandmate when I was on tour in my early 20s and um, that I didn't, you know, like seek therapy or get help or t- really disclose mm-hmm. a lot for for many years about that and um it conf- it it affected kind of every aspect of my life my ability to care for myself or do anything for myself Was dealing with financial difficulties, um, which a lot of survivors do, because you have this feeling of not being worthy of anything, Mm -hmm. Um, just not being capable of of anything. And um, before that
0: happened, were you coming into your worth? Did you feel like you were becoming yourself, or were you um, still too young at that point?
2: Well, I met. I mean, I started that. I think I started being in that band at the end of high school, and was in that band until like the middle to end of college. And we were kind of getting bigger and touring around. But what I will say is coming from such a town that I did um, and also coming into this world as, um, so again, I'm coming at everything from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of past lives where I was brutally punished and hurt and harmed. And I've, I've been incarnated in some really terrible times to be incarnated. <laughs> so I think I came into this life um, and it's proof in my chart because my south node is in Virgo. I came into this life and I was, of course, I was born into a Catholic family. So I came into this lifetime in a spirit of punishment, mm-hmm. disempowerment, guilt, shame, um, fear, anxiety.
0: Were your parents putting augmenting that at all? Not really. Or no. Were they kind of like?
2: No, they had their own set of anxieties, and everybody's okay. everybody's bloodline. We have consciousness that we inherit, you know, from other lifetimes. But we have consciousness of our bloodlines. Yes. So yeah. um, everybody has to transmute some of that um, consciousness of their bloodline, which I started doing years ago before I even had like a spiritual awakening. I was like. What is up with me? Like, what is what? Which of this is me, and which of this is just what I have learned to believe from from generations of people who believed these yep, things? Yep, yep. It it does it. It affects your DNA. There's proof of that. That. Especially with trauma, if you have a bloodline um, that specifically holds trauma, it does affect, it, it affects everything. And this is why this is to me, this is like a lot of scientific proof that consciousness is really where the root of reality comes from, um, because you can be born not having the experience of your ancestors, you know, but you no, you understand you take on and you carry things until you transmute them or if you're in a supportive space to do the work so I think I entered into a space with people that didn't know my worth that couldn't keep me safe mm-hmm. um that and this is
0: this 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 in go my about. early 20s yeah okay. being
2: in this band and okay yeah I think um when you're a young woman that doesn't know your worth that doesn't know how magical you are, that doesn't know that um, you're not necessarily safe um, being embodied as a woman, even from people that you think you know and trust, um, you have to be really clear about things. I just had no idea. And my parents, I mean, neither of them, I never knew anybody in my community that were musicians. I never saw anybody doing what I do like Can I jump to, in for just yeah, a second? Absolutely. I have
0: a. You're making me think, and uh, good. Um, <laughs> I'd hate for that to continue much longer. <laughs> but when you're when you're uh, you're talking about uh, maybe you're not. Maybe I'm just impressing my own thoughts on what you're saying. But when you talk about uh, worth, there is intrinsic, internal worth in every human being. Sure. And then there's kind of like this reality of of external worth and when you're young you haven't you can have a lot of potential but you haven't realized it so in a very real sense you don't have Mm -hmm. worth yet you have potential worth you have theoretical worth externally and you have internal worth factually Mm -hmm. and there can be huge discord yeah and when we're looking out for affirmations from others it can be very easy to forget that internal stuff that's just what you made me think yeah please continue no
2: absolutely and um i think just I was a young woman hmm a girl still and
0: you don't consider yourself a young woman <laughs> I anymore I'm
2: still a young I woman think. people people think I'm younger than I am so um but um and I had a t- had an immense talent still have but at, th- at that time I didn't know that it was valuable to people because in the community I grew up in people literally would tell me you're ridiculous for wanting to be a musician that's not you're never going to be able to like literally like people that like, where my friends were, like, you're still doing that, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, even my own parents, until I came out to LA, were still kind of like, you need a plan B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, like, and I was just like, see, I just did I, the musical alphabet.
0: Yeah, I didn't even oh, do yeah, the real We alphabet. Went right back to A at I'm the beginning. Such a nerd, <laughs> dork. <laughs> oh wow. But,
1: um, uh, as yeah.
0: as William Smith says, no plan B. It distracts from plan A.
2: Yeah. It, it
0: that was on Willennium.
2: Oh, okay. I love it. Willennium. Yes. Willer, Willie, Billy Smith. Oh, um, Billy Smith. He's, anyway. from, he's, he's from PA. He's yeah, from Philly, yeah. So is George Romero.
0: He's great. Um, but this isn't about Will Smith.
2: Yes. <laughs> we a- could talk about him for an hour, and that would be very, very um, wonderful. No. Um,
0: yeah, I just... From their perspective, though, they're right. You have one traffic light. Uh, all signs point to no. Yeah, there's not signs- much of a music mm-hmm. industry if you're staying in the town. No,
2: I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't. But, and YouTube
0: um, has not been invented yet. Like, no options MySpace. are limited for it was yeah, then. Like, there's some options yeah. to get it out, but it's not like. Yeah, uh, the internet was the common currency for music. Yet.
2: Yeah, and then went into college like right when the financial crisis hit.
0: Um, Man, wasn't that fun? Yeah,
2: so so you
0: know, and then the and then the uh, generation above us being like, y'all got to pull up your bootstraps, and we're
2: like, you guys ruined. we like, wow. Their- yeah we can. Anyway, that's a whole fucking
0: this is yeah. not about that this is about you so <laughs> what 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 on earth uh tells you that you have any right to be a musician like they ostensibly arguably they are correct yeah when you're in in mm-hmm. uh dover denver denver, denver, yeah. denver sorry it's okay um what what inside of you says like oh well d- let's give it a shot let's okay. see what happens
2: um it wasn't like even something I thought about. It's not. It was never a question for me. There was okay. never like, um, well, I could do this. It was like
0: this. Were I, there doubts I, though? Were um, there like? Yeah. Let's be honest for a minute.
2: No. Well, it was just like I am this. I I am what I am, and
0: as the great Popeye once said,
2: yeah. No, it, it was really like yeah. I'll 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 figure it out. Yeah. Um, and there was never, and I remember even a couple years ago, my mom getting on me about this, you know, talking about something. I She's can't, still not convinced. Well, no, it was a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, she, I was saying, I was just stressing about something and she was like, well, you know, you chose to do this, you know, you could have done blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, do you think I made the wrong choice? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I mean, this is who you are. Yeah. And I said, well, then don't fucking say that to me again then. <laughs> yes. Like, I understand your fear, but it is not supportive to me.
0: Yeah. I need yeah. your
2: faith instead. I have enough fear. And for me, like...
0: Okay, so you do bring some fear to the table. You're, oh, there's yeah, i like a, I'm lot a of, human there's being. There's a lot of strength in what you're and saying. And I have a fucking Virgo and, uh,
2: moon and a fucking Virgo okay. south
0: node. Are you kidding me? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You're, I was getting... I was like, I don't even... I my can't relate biggest, to this person who no, has no my, my fear biggest, about it.
2: My biggest lesson in this life has been faith. It's okay. one of the hardest things for me. Mm-hmm. Um and um, I think for everybody, but for me, it's been sur- surrendering and faith. Because um, I would just work and work and just put myself up against a wall and make myself sick and and not take care of of the world within me, which was really, mm-hmm. really, really fucked up for a while. Um,
0: so yeah. as uh, after the assault, are you still chasing music, or are yeah. you kind of like oh, yeah. you need? Okay, so it's, I not
2: playing shows as much. Okay, um, I left that band, and. Um, but I never stopped making music. It's funny, um, I released like my first solo EP when I was at my lowest point. I was barely functional. Like I could barely leave my house. And it's funny, the songs are so hopeful and they're so... Um, and I believe that it was my intuition and my inner voice trying to talk me through. And so this this finally that- relates back to the dragon tattoo.
0: Crucial Companion. Crucial Companion. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: Crucial Companion. I self-produced it um, with somebody that I was... Uh, somebody that I was dating at the time did like the sound design. Okay, They just gave me Ableton. They were like, you should try it. They were a hacker. They were a hacker. I didn't know it cost any money. I had no money at the time, like no money. And he was like, he just put it on my computer and was like, try it. Start noodling around. See what happens. I fell in love with it. Yeah. um, Is
0: that you on the cover or is that? uh, No, but it it
2: looks like me. It was, it was an artist that I found like on a visual website and I reached out and was like this. And my hair used to look like that at the time when it came out. And I was like, um, can I use this image? Can I buy this out, the rights of this for this thing? And she's mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So she, 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 Eliza Fry is her name. She's very, very talented. But um, yeah, when I started to feel, um, when I started to feel like myself again, like a person that I recognized mm-hmm. um, that could feel good in their skin, I started to see these, um, I had dreams. My dreams went from me being murdered and killed every night to me like turning into a dragon and like flying around ah, in space. Ha, 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 ha. And then the dreams turned into me like saving my friends or saving myself. Mm-hmm. And so and you you know I really went into the 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 subconscious unconscious parts of myself because I felt like I was really again I was like an atheist at the time so I didn't take into account the spiritual aspects but I was definitely feeling I was at the mercy of all of these destructive things that I had kept down for so long.
0: And then It again sounds I very started. much like you were right in that feeling that you yeah. were at the mercy of destructive yeah. things that you had. What, then, what type? Uh, if, can I jump oh, yeah. what type of uh, of intellectual and behavioral changes did you enact that helped you stop pushing that down and start processing it so you could be the dragon flying? Um, well, at that time, was it conscious? Was it unconscious? There was a couple of
2: things that happened at that time one thing I just hit
0: the thing sorry that's no don't apologize that's my favorite part okay. of every show okay. it happens at least once and I'm <laughs> one million times overjoyed
2: yeah. one thing that that helped to be quite honest was I did Molly one night um
0: all right the healing power of I didn't MDMA. I just
2: did like very chill did a couple tabs of it over a couple hours but I noticed for like a month after I was like mm-hmm. oh like I'd be walking to the train to work and I'd be like wait I'm not afraid of anything right now. Like I was, I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm having extended moments where I don't feel afraid of anything, and I'm not thinking about anything that hurts me or scares me. And then, like, I started to remember that, like, okay, I can be in a consciousness where I'm not necessarily um, hurt by everything, or when something comes up that's terrifying, I don't have to um, make meaning out of it or get super involved with it. And then I was able, so I think, and I know that that's been used to help people with um, depression and stuff. I, I, I really had no plan. Like that wasn't, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to do this Molly and like help myself get out of this crazy fucking depression. But I think it did give me the boost to remember who I actually am.
0: Yep. Yep. And Um. then
2: from there I was able to like actually do it. And then it took a number of years after that. I finally did therapy. I did a healing um, with another, a, a, a friend's mother who's a survivor. And she helped me deal with like the physical feeling of, of violation. I dealt with the actual physical pain I was holding in my body. And I think the reason why a lot of people, in whatever trauma they're holding, the reason they don't deal with it is because the pain is so great. You feel like you will die. You really feel like I will just not be able to go on if I face this. And so you're in this struggle survival. And she helped literally like physically exercise it out of my body you and mean I felt exert, the like pain. jumping
0: jacks, not demons. No, no okay. exercise. It. Okay, okay,
2: but not in. She wasn't using spirit per se, but she. Can I jump in very yeah. quickly?
0: Uh, it is the official stance of the Hollywood Fishbowl that we do not endorse self-medication, <laughs> but I do always appreciate it when we keep that conversation yeah. open. I like mm. I ate mushrooms a while ago and saw the world without time, and since then I've. Been, <laughs> I mean, a while ago, fifteen time years. Not, time is not real. Yeah, once you see, once you see something from the other side, it is uh, that drugs can give you access to parts of your brain. Yeah. I don't, and I, you know how to get there you can go there I again I fully
2: support anybody that like I wish that I had gone to convent, conventional therapy sooner I just mm-hmm. couldn't afford it yeah. didn't know that I could have access to it as someone who couldn't afford it um, thought that it was like a luxury that rich people could go to therapy not people with quote unquote real problems and yeah. that's something I learned from my own family um, so, um, you know, they had that idea that it was for wealthy people. And so, yeah. So again, I went about it in my way. Yeah, I probably could have, um, and cut I, some of the suffering if I had done it sooner,
1: Yep, yep but yep.
2: I do think that it's important to have a spiritual understanding in my opinion, when like not just going to regular conventional therapy, you need to do that first and foremost, but you also need to develop that you need to develop a practice in yourself of being with your inner world and what that means. And you need to have practices that support you in that therapy is a great place for that. If you've been through something like sexual assault and rape, talking to other people who've been through it can help you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the time I felt the actual physical pain was several years after it happened and it was one of the most painful sensations I've ever felt. And, um, but I, I survived it, and it showed me something about myself, which is that I am stronger than this thing that I think is bigger than me. And that's always the case. We're always bigger than the thing we think is going to end us.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't disagree. The question on my mind is: there is. I don't. I don't think I'm wrong. I, I, I don't think I'm impressing this on you. There is a very erotic component to mm-hmm. your work, and there's a very erotic component to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not outside of my. No. My, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And I don't
2: take erotic. I take it as like a very. Um, I don't take it as a pornographic, like no, very no, base. No. I think of it as like the highest spiritual, intellectual way to describe what you're trying to describe.
0: And my the thing that's on, the question that's on my mind is you had this you were, you talked about this physical pain that you had to exercise out of you mm-hmm. how. How did this experience affect you as as a, a tremendously erotic person? Somebody mm-hmm. who is very in touch with your body and mm-hmm. uh, seems to be in very very in touch with your pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what changed? Like what? And how <gasps> did you lose? Did you get it back?
2: Oh, what? well, I don't know. Um, that, I mean, I had been able to. It took, I mean, after I was assaulted, at least it took three or four years for me to be able to enjoy having sex with someone. Mm -hmm. It's not like I stopped having sex, but I didn't realize, like, I remember I was with, I remember exactly the moment that I was like back in my body. Cause a lot of times what you do is in
0: your good body. Yeah. What
2: you do is you disassociate from your body. Mm -hmm. People do it all the time. I don't think they realize it. Um, I didn't know that that's a very common thing that people do, but I remember it was, it wasn't even someone I was in love with, but it was someone that I felt really safe with. And that I just, I remember the being like, I want to please this person. I don't, I'm not angry at them. Like I feel like I can be available with them. And I had a beautiful time and it felt good. And I was like, wait, I haven't had this feeling in years. Like I, I Did not ever have this feeling for like three years, four years of being like, I am enjoying your presence here. There's no part of me that's angry or feels that you're going to hurt me or take something from me. I actually want to give you something. I want to give. I want to be generous. I want to receive. That was difficult for me to do. but And I think in general... I was in a mo- in a mode of depriving myself of things in general, not just like enjoying my sensual body. Because people think, especially in this puritanical consciousness we have in America, people think of sex as like this compartmentalized thing, but our sensual body, our emotional body, our erotic um, sensibilities go far beyond just sex. They're how we experience every aspect of our life, how we savor the food we eat. Yeah. So
0: enthusiastically I for those who general, can't see. in general,
2: I had dulled my senses mm-hmm. because everything was just so painful. And I was also, you know, as someone I think I've been channeling spirit for all of this lifetime, I didn't know that I was channeling spirit that I could until recently, but... What does it
0: mean to channel spirit?
2: Channeling spirit is um, what I do when I do my mediumship work and um, channeling work. So I'm able to hear, sense, see... Well, it depends on who who is coming through. Um, I would say beings from higher realms, other realms, angelic realms, intergalactic realms, and then also people who've crossed over can talk to dead people. Okay. And... But at the same time, I can also just tune in to somebody's field and know what's going on with them. And I think in addition to my own pain throughout my, my life when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, people describe themselves as empaths that mm-hmm. that have this sensation. But I always knew how people felt. I always knew what they were thinking and what they were going through, especially if it was directed towards me, whether they ever said it or not. And so part of what you have to kind of do is be like, which thought and feeling is mine and which is yours. It was hard for me to understand whose emotions and thoughts were mine and whose were somebody else's. When you're a very <laughs> sensitive person, it's you, hard you just take me, in yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's hard and it becomes overwhelming. It's hard for me to
0: relate to that because I have almost no interest in in processing other people's emotions It's like, not an
2: interest though. It's like you, it just happens. Yeah. It's how you navigate the world. It's like a sense of smell. Active
0: or passive? I, it yeah. Like just imagine I didn't have a nose. Yeah, Th- yeah. that's how, how how Yeah,
2: that well it, that's but imagine imagine you had a nose and,
0: and you it, and, and it, it not, you couldn't a, just
2: smell With the sensitivity of a a
0: canine or something. Yeah. So that's how, that's,
2: that's how my emotional, or if you could
0: see infrared light or something like that, that's how
2: my emotional sensibilities were always. But I learned, you know, again, from a young age, like, um, that that's not a reliable source of information, that erotic sensibility of being, um, of being really sensual, meaning using all of your senses, not just, um, the the conventional ones, but Mm -hmm. the the sense of empathy and deep feeling and emotional, physical charges from other beings that are in your environment. I always had those and I didn't, I felt bombarded by them. So then when I was taken out of my body Mm -hmm. and my power in this way, I felt completely at the mercy of everyone, everything. It was a very torturous time, I, <laughs> um, but now I understand it, and I feel so much empathy for that girl and that person that I was. And I just like whenever I, whenever those shadows kind of come back to me, I just hold her in my arms, and I'm like, "You did what you could. You just didn't know." Yeah. And look at you now. You're doing great. <laughs>
0: We're, which is which is more fun? forgiving yourself or forgiving other people. <laughs> Let's go with a simple question.
2: <laughs> well, this is the thing about forgiveness. It's sort of like a human formality because in in reality, we are each other. So there's nothing to forgive.
0: I'm right the, there with you, you on that you one. That, I, the
2: you that's hurting me is just an aspect of myself that's experiencing this with through you. Mm-hmm. Um, if, right
0: there with you. Yeah, right there with you. So
2: there's not it, the forgiveness is not a really always ever about the other person. It's always about you. Um, And even for me in forgiving, I guess, that's not the word that I I use, but forgiving like the person who assaulted me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even think of it like forgiveness. I think um, he played a role in my life. He spurred something. He created a situation that we were in together, and um, I just feel compassion for him. It's a very freeing thing. When I think of him, I think of him being held in like a, like a column of light. I think of him in his grace and it frees me from needing to tell the story of him being uh, so awful. And I know like a lot of other survivors hear me say that and they think I'm crazy. And I think that that's fine. I don't, I, I would have thought that too, but what I have found to be the f- the most freeing thing you can do is to send love and that's where you become free
0: it became really tricky for me i was i had some some carolina drama mm-hmm. um and a lot of hurt came from it mm-hmm. and then as i processed the hurt over time it became like that unlocked so many parts of myself that i couldn't have ever unlocked mm-hmm. the same way like mushrooms unlocked a world without time and mm-hmm. mdma showed you uh, how to not Be afraid for ten minutes. How to remember myself when I wasn't
1: afraid? And once you
0: can do it for ten minutes, you can do it for fifteen and twenty and Mm -hmm. an hour and a day Mm -hmm. and a week. Mm -hmm. Um, But in in, much in that that same way, like this, gave me access to parts of myself that I never could have accessed before. Mm -hmm. So it's tough to call it gratitude, but. Um, Compassion, I'll, I'll, I, that one's, yeah. that one I can, compassion I can feel that. I think that is the right to. word. Because gratitude mm-hmm. is not quite it.
2: And there are some, like, there are people, people suffer horrible cruelties and you, you don't, you should never expect them to forgive.
0: No, no, um, no, no, no,
2: Or, or, but, and I, this is not like not a cruelty that. is good. This is no, not a, a pass for like, anyone who has been again, cruel. It's not about them. Like, it's, do you want to free yourself from that story? Yeah. It is, my process with what I've been through has so little to do with that person. Um, it's all, it's, it's all about me and how I want to live my life. Like even Thich Nhat Hanh, who's, I mean, if you know him, he's like a Buddhist monk, but you know, he, Do I
0: know him from the lead up to the Vietnam War? Was yes, he? Yes. He, okay. Yeah.
2: And he always talks about having love for both sides. Yeah. Even yeah. the people that decimated his. And you know, um, people think that that kind of compassion is relegated to people who sit in monasteries all day like he does. But I really believe that it's possible for people in their everyday life to take their power back because essentially that's what you do if you, you can be you recover parts yeah. of yourself that you gave away when you told a story that somebody or something was bigger than the infinite love within you
0: if you can be unafraid for 10 minutes you can be unafraid um, yeah. for 100 years if yeah. you can be compassionate to one person you can, you can be, be compassionate yeah. to everyone it's yeah. a, a muscle that and you it, can and work it's, out it's
1: an
2: uncomfortable process i think everyone is really resistant to discomfort Um,
0: there's a good reason. It's very uncomfortable to be uncomfortable, be
2: willing willing to be with that discomfort because at the end of that discomfort and they, my friend was just at a Shambhala center and she told me this quote that they said, which I love, we are going to delight in the blade of now. (sighs) That's so very so juicy. Yeah. But that's what it is. Like sitting in quiet, being with yourself, being clear about what energy is your energy and what's not and taking responsibility to not be victimized by what other people do think or whatever. Um, so you can actually hear who you are. Um, it hurts but it is it is an opening. it's a pathway into delight. and because um, yeah at the end of all that that blade and that discomfort is you. Just the, waiting to be discovered.
0: Can I say something I really like about that one? Yeah. Uh, the the more focused you are, the more precise your now is. The sharper your blade is, mm-hmm. and it you mm-hmm. got to sharpen. You got to keep that thing mm-hmm. very very sharp to to be in now, yeah. not to be five minutes ahead or a day yeah. ahead or a week ahead. Or
2: and but, you don't need to be so invested in the pain. Like you can let the pain happen. Just mm-hmm. let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're it's it's you're going to and a, then you're going to exhale. Yeah, like, it's a very it, it, sharp moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, And then something else will, will be able to have an opportunity to come through. But I think a lot of people get caught in their resistance to to what is. And
0: in my mid-30s, I realized that even five years is very, very fast. It really That's is. That's a brief I'm, I'm about moment. to be
2: 30, and um, like... 3 weeks, 2 weeks.
0: And you will be 40 in 5 or 6 weeks. It will feel, <laughs> yeah. I promise you, it just keeps I'm speeding. I'm ready. I'm excited. Up. Can we talk a little bit about the music? I yeah. feel like we got a pretty good sense of who yes. you are as a person. Yeah. Well, you, when do you get out to LA? When do you when do you put roots um, out here? So,
2: I visited here for the first time in September of 2016. Okay. And fell in love with it and said I need to be here, got mm-hmm. back and was like, my, my bandmate was going to move out here with me, but he decided not to thank God his auntie who had offered us a place to stay outside the city until mm-hmm. we kind of got on our feet. I called her and was like, can I still stay with you even though he's not coming? And she said, yeah. And then, you don't um,
0: seem like you'd be a burdensome house guest. I think like we could handle you for yeah. a couple weeks if necessary. Yeah. No,
2: we, I love her. I love her so much and we're still very close. Um, and then other little miracles unfolded that made it possible for me to go. Um, and then Donald Trump was elected, so I decided to stay on the East Coast a little longer.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you vote um, in Pennsylvania that yes, year? Yes, I okay. did.
2: Yes, I did. I voted in my one traffic light town. Mm-hmm.
0: Which which way did your one traffic light town go, if I may I ask. mean,
2: can you guess? I'm going to guess. It's what what tur- color
0: is redder than it's, red? Yeah, what's...
2: <laughs> so anyway, then I... I um, I went down to DC to play a music festival f- at the inauguration.
0: Mm-hmm. And in favor of the protest, inauguration, the protest then, festival. Then
2: protested the inauguration. Okay. Then got in the tr- in a truck with my Trump voting father and drove across country with him.
0: Do You guys California. talk about it or is it yeah, kind of like course. let's not? Oh, we was, do.
2: It's um, I love it. today's his birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Dad. I love him like more than anything. Um, The time of the election was actually a huge rift between me and my parents. Um, A lot of painful things got brought up um, that needed to be brought up um, Mm -hmm. that weren't even necessarily related to Donald Trump, but it was related to our relationship at large. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that drive was one of them. It was so painful. It was so difficult. And yet, I was like, wow, I love him more than mm-hmm. I ever knew that I could love him. Even with all of this, it, like I, I realize that um, part of what I can do in this moment is to love across those lines, yep, yep, yep. be very clear, hold accountability, but again, as a person— who's embodied as a white woman, okay, Mm -hmm. who comes from these kinds of communities, just because I live in Los Angeles doesn't mean that I'm separate from them or that I'm not responsible for speaking to them, for holding them accountable, for seeing them.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I, it's know. a
0: beautiful thing when you discover your adult relationship with your parents, when you're both grown mm-hmm. ups, you still have the connection that you had as parent and yeah. child, but you still can, then you can engage also
2: in a deeper way as oh adults. It's and, super and cool. S- since I've been channeling, like I've, I've gotten to speak to uh, relatives and ancestors of ours who crossed over and channel things for my parents and, and channeling for my parents, watching them change like my brother too. like Mm -hmm. having them understand spirit through me Mm -hmm. because they're like, Whoa, okay. That's, that's some shit. How did you know that? And I'm like, that's cause
0: 'Cause grandma grandma told me like she's
2: here. (laughs) Like I, I don't, I wasn't there for that, but she was here. Mm -hmm. So we, we've grown a lot, but you know, the relationship's been painful, but yeah. So I arrived here in um, February um, like outside of uh, 2017 February 20, or 2017 okay. and then settled in LA in April of 2017. Okay. okay. So it's, it's, it's not been too long. Um, had a really difficult time when I first got here.
0: You don't say everyone has, most people, they just say it they slide in they, and they get well, the, the TV deal that it, they were hoping for. No, the no, what? it
2: wasn't even like work per se. What
0: happened? What hit? It was
2: just, I mean, I was in a relationship I didn't need to be in. I was doing things that I shouldn't have, like things that just weren't aligned with my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this mysterious pain in my body that I was had to be hospitalized for. Um,
0: did they figure it out or was it just they anxiety that it and was, stress?
2: Well, they thought that it was a, I mean, I did have an ovarian cyst that burst, but after okay. it burst, I still had this pain and I realized that it was connected to spirit. It was connected to this other stuff, which i uh, from my understanding of what I've talked to, especially when I talk to people who are dead, everything in the body is related to the spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a, a blame, like a cause and effect, like you made yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's just, that's a whole other
0: episode, no, but it's, was, it's a thing. It's how connected. can you have a body without a spirit? How can you have a spirit yeah, without a body? It's, it's There's connected. no way to un, so, untangle so those two. I,
2: Yeah. So that was very, that immobilized me for a while. And it's then a feature, not a
0: flaw of the, the condition. At
2: the beginning of 2018, mm-hmm. the partner that I was with, the, the relationship I didn't need to be in was like, um, oh, I am, um, I'm cheating on you actually. Um, and I was like, oh, great. Okay. Now I got to find another place to live. Mm-hmm. We have an apartment to get like, and you know. Got found another place to live and started to finally get quiet. Mm-hmm. Um I was celibate for like seven months, which for me is a long time. And I just stopped getting people's energy in my space. This is the thing I just a pSA for people who are empaths or sensitives and also like to have sex a lot be careful who
0: you be clear it <laughs> it's a, quite a cocktail that you it's, just described yeah,
2: it's what happens when you have sex it's an energy exchange, and mm-hmm. so if you're a person that's really sensitive to energy you 're going to get other people's energy and it literally stays in your body stays on your in your field
0: yep, yep so yep. be
2: clear about who you yep. want in your energy fields know that after they've left your body they will continue to be in your field and yep. um because what happened is when i stopped having people in my field i was like oh there's me that's me so,
0: kind of like a fast sort of yeah it was a, well and uh, it was just
2: like it was like i am i'm so tired of hiding in people um hiding from things I haven't done that I want to follow through on, hiding from goals I haven't been able to accomplish, hiding from pain I haven't been able to transmute yet. And so getting quiet, created a space for that. And then things came through that I had absolutely no idea were possible.
0: Was it day one? You're like, I'm going to be celibate until mm-hmm. I've found myself again. Or was it just like my body, your body demanded a break. You followed what your body was asking I, and for. And my body and did not it. want that actually. Okay. I mean,
2: my body was like, <laughs> like I went, I went I went, we were having no, fun, I went to on. West Hollywood. I, no, mm-hmm. the day that my, and my ex was being really terrible at the end. Um, as we were moving out, it was like the day before I was moving into my new place, my ex was like cleaning the bit of the apartment. And I'm like, I don't want to be there when he's there. So I go and get my nails done and I go to this, you know, sex shop in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to be celibate for the next several months. Give me the best, best vibrator that you have.
0: <laughs> no.
2: and she's been I my constant to ask, it companion.
0: Is, uh, vi- <laughs> yes. Was it a good vibrator? It, it's
2: great. It's great she's great she she's my constant companion so I guess I wasn't fully celibate mm-hmm. like I was still with me does that count does it, it is... counts uh, in my book that's okay. a big deal okay um for other people people specifically in certain spiritual practices or tantric practices they stop masturbation or anything like that and I I I'm sure there will be a time where I try that something like that. And celibacy, I, I wish that people understood like that it's an option. Like you're not a freak for wanting to <laughs> no, not have sex.
0: It's totally an option. It's you can totally. even have celibacy
2: in a relationship, yeah. even even for just a week or two if you're like. Yo, like I need to fucking recalibrate my shit. Yeah, especially as women, especially as sensitive people. Like it is not you're not withholding something, you're not punishing somebody. Not your self care is not not a punishment to someone else. Not at all. So I highly recommend if you're feeling bogged down by a lot of energy and you're not sure why, if you're if you're having sex with a lot of different partners or even one partner, but. It's you don't always feel nourished afterwards. I don't think we need to quantify it at all. You'll, yeah, you'll know, you'll know, and like just know totally that it's an option. Valid to it's valid. a good, a break. it's a good option to it's, take a break. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the best thing I ever did. Like the the my ex, you know, fucking eviscerating me like that. Mm-hmm. Me taking the the time like it was the best year ever. It's been the craziest fucking year, but it's been the best year of my life.
0: Awesome that. <laughs> We, we're going we're gonna to go out on a win with that one, and yeah. I will give you the very first poll.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: If I had any use for a vibrator, I would ask you what brand, <laughs> Who says make, and you model. Don't?
2: Who says you don't? I don't know get where I put Get a little, get a little adventurous. <laughs> I, I can think of somewhere.
0: All right. What's your question? <laughs> Sorry. My okay. mother listens to this program. Good Lord. Oh. Uh sorry no no you're fine what's
2: the most honest thing you can say
0: <laughs> yeah because you've been really holding back from this the whole heart episode. i know
2: i i'm a, <laughs> you're
0: allowed to ding out i think you've been pretty been, available yeah let's
2: pick a better <laughs> let's pick one that's yes okay what's
0: next uh, i think i yeah you've you've met the the honest from the heart wow quota. this is fucking wait what is that one that's fucking oh, okay. lazy I'm not. we're not throwing anyone under the bus that's legitimate
2: what is your earliest memory?
0: That's a good one. What is your earliest memory? I've answered this already. So I'm going to pass. I'm going to skip that one. Okay.
2: Well, so one of the earliest memories I have is when I realized I was in a body, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. Um, I thought there's two, two memories I have from my childhood. One is a dream I always had, which was like a big giant praying mantis outside of my window looking at me.
0: Lots of animals of um, of exaggerated size in your dreams, yeah, it seems. Yeah.
2: And then the other one was, um, yeah, I remember having this realization. I think I'm a, maybe it was like three or four, maybe I was five.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, when I realized that I, because I remember like watching TV and thinking that I was also on TV watching myself, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't think I was fully embodied until I was like. I don't think my spirit fully got into my body till I was like five or six. And I got really sick when I was like five. Like my my dad and mom thought, they, I had like a stomach virus for like two months and I lost like a third of my body weight. Mm-hmm. And I actually think of that was probably after I got embodied because I don't think I oh, wanted like, to stay. Oh,
0: you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down, yeah. body. This isn't yeah. working.
2: Yeah, but I remember saying, to, my grandpa was staying with us for the summer, and I remember saying to him like, grandpa, like, I'm not watching myself on a movie. Like I'm here in this body. And I always thought I was watching myself on TV Mm -hmm. and he was like, Oh, well that's good. You'll have an objective point of view. And I remember being like, what the fuck does objective
0: mean? (laughs) Well, I'm
2: five grandpa. Like fucking give me some fucking slack.
0: Do you feel like it panned out? Do you feel like you have an objective? was he right?
2: Well, yes, but well, here's the thing again, now that I know what I know about spirit and Mm -hmm. I'm like, and now that I know about past lives that I had, I don't think I wanted to come back this time.
1: <laughs> well, but you're stuck here. <laughs> and I'm really
2: glad that I did. But I think I I think I like hung out outside of the body for a little. I was like, are you sure? Do yeah. I really have to do this?
0: <laughs> can I say that um, I, I can only speak for myself, mm-hmm. but I am also glad that you are here mm-hmm. in this current form that you've taken. You. I appreciate that you, you, you stuck around and got it through that stomach Thank you. virus. Yeah. And not I don't think you need any validation. But um, just so you know, the first 10 years I was alive, every memory was from the upper corner of the room. I wow. couldn't see any memory from my eyes. I could so only see from outside. So you had this feeling
2: of not being embodied.
0: Yeah. Every memory until wow. about 10 or 11 was outside of the body. To add on to that, uh, I was a girl in all of those memories. Like when I'd see where I was in the room, it was a female, not a male. Wow. So. Ring-a-ding-ding uh, on that.
2: <laughs> I want to give you a reading really bad. That's some past life shit. I'm telling you. Or,
0: that's, I don't know if it was shit. I thought it was pretty... No, I mean, no. I, you know I, what yeah. I mean? Like, no, no, I no that's
2: serious, though.
0: But it was very...
2: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. No, that's fucking no, no. awesome. I'm going to pull one of yours. Yeah, pull. <clears> for me. <throat>
0: oh, <laughs> Is it the one? Who are you missing right now? Oh. I think I think uh, we good. all know who that is. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, there yes. can only be one answer. Aww. And if we could speed up a little Mr. Government, if you could get that paperwork done, I'd be so grateful. Well, Sneaky. I will
2: be praying for you. And Who do
0: you miss? Thank who, you for your prayers. I do appreciate I them. I miss did you vote? I do not receive prayers from people who I don't vote. Okay, I then I warmly, I warmly appreciate voted so hard. your prayers.
2: Um, sending love to you and your loved one. Thank you sure. so much. We... Um,
0: yeah. We, as a couple, would receive it whether or not you'd vote. That was my personal Where thing. is
2: she right now?
0: Japan. Wow. In Tokyo. Probably wow. she's in bed right now. Probably asleep. sleeping, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well. Who, who are you missing? Who am I missing? Well, today I think I'm missing my dad. I would love it's, to be able sure to say happy like birthday it. to him. Today's his birthday. I, you can call him. Um, I always miss my family. Um, I always cry whenever I have to leave them, even though I'm always so excited to come back. And mm-hmm. as soon as I come back to LA, I'm like so filled with joy. Yeah, yeah. I literally like, I just love the fuck out of them. So my fam- I love my family. It, it breaks my heart how I much I love them.
0: Right there with and, you. And,
2: and even with my, my parents getting older and my mom, you know, having, or health issues, knowing and like seeing, like I, I know how how they're going to go. I know how, how yep, yep, and when yep. they're going to cross over. And I know I'm going to be there for them when it happens. Like I was like, I had this conversation with my mom. I was like, you know, I'm going to doula you. Out of this lifetime, when what is, it's your time. What does
0: doula mean? So a
2: doula is somebody that helps someone give birth.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Um,
2: and I was like, I'm gonna help you when when it's your time to cross over. I saw it in a vision. I was like, you brought me into this world, and I'm gonna help you walk through leaving it when it's your time. And like, I was just like, that's like the biggest honor and privilege in my whole life to oh. do that for her. And like, I don't know, like getting older and watching your parents get old and. I, my love for them has changed in such a way and they challenge me and they make me angry, but I just feel so deeply. Um, I said, I feel reverence. Uh, Reverence is how I express love a lot of times.
0: Some, um, when I look off in that exact direction, Mm -hmm. it's because you've got me in thoughts. No, that's
2: okay. I'm not, I didn't take it any (laughs) way. You could
0: figure that, that I'm just thinking about my parents now and wishing time could slow down a little bit.
2: Well, it's, it's, and with just reverence in general, like, I wish that people carried more of a sense of reverence for themselves and for others, and because you would see that love is really like this—it's the highest form of consciousness we can bring to any relationship. Um, And with parents, you don't always know that when you're young.
0: Yeah, no, it takes it takes a minute to to figure out uh, what the heck they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of mm-hmm. get an idea of what the world is for adults, mm-hmm. like when you're a kid, you don't...
2: Yeah, you don't understand the considerations that yeah. they're going... Yeah, and just After, fucking who, how they were raised, too. Yeah. Like, they're, oh, they're yeah. human totally beings. different
0: vocabulary that they yeah. grew up in. Totally different mm-hmm. understanding of human psychology, interaction, mm-hmm. like a, a totally different world.
2: Yeah. Okay. Your turn. My turn.
0: Dun, dun, dun. What have you got?
2: This is also my question. That's okay. When was the last time you cried...
0: Mm. I can I can answer that. Go ahead. Uh, it was yesterday. <laughs>
2: Sweet. <laughs> was it a happy cry or a sad cry?
0: No, no, it was very very sad. I was oh. thinking about fighting time and and how uh, I'm going to lose that battle eventually. And, oh. and it, it, oh,
2: you're thinking about like your own death.
0: Uh, my own death and uh, just the reality of like how much time I'm losing with Swinky mm-hmm. over this visa stuff. Like this is yeah. we have lost a year of. Of mm-hmm. shared love and yeah. of hugs and of falling yeah. asleep together and waking up together. We have lost a year of yeah. our lives. Mm-hmm. I will not get that time back with her. Mm-hmm. And it 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 just makes me ache. And I think of how many how many minutes I've wasted in my life that I won't get back. And though that's kind of okay, that's on me, but these are minutes that, that have been taken from me, I feel. Yeah. And I, I uh, yeah, anyway. what? Uh,
1: no,
2: I feel you. And you think about like, and this is all because of like an arbitrary policy. And there are so many yep. families that are experiencing that ache.
1: Yep. But yep. also
2: yep. when you guys are reunited, mm-hmm. you're going to really have this. I mean, this is a horrible time, and I—it's not like I wish this has happened or anything. No, 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 But you're gonna really like look at each other even more and be like, "We fucking got through that." Yeah, that was yeah. the worst fucking thing ever.
0: I think about that every and we day. We got through I, it. Yeah, yeah. I. The, like our love is. The idea, the best, yeah. That like there will be a day that I'm not holding her there hand. Will, Once we're back together, like it's just it's, uh, I'm cutting yeah. her hand off before I let it go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Sorry, taking this with me. <laughs> Don't mind. Me. Can't no, I do know. year without, and that. That, that fills my heart with love. I feel, I feel your sorrow, but I also, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing you already with, like, on the other end of this with your yeah. loved one, and, and it's really
0: beautiful. What about you? Do you cry? Are you, are you I, I'm a crier? A crier. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, eighty percent of my cries are happy cries. Yeah, I hear a song and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think I cried um, earlier this week. Because I cried in the middle of the night. I woke up out of my sleep because my heart just felt like it was breaking open. Um,
0: Do you live alone? Do you sleep alone? I now, sleep usually? alone. Okay. Yeah, I
2: live with a couple people, but okay. I sleep alone. But I um, yeah, I, I started to experience getting certain things that I want or the love from certain people I think I want. And it scared me. And it made me remember all the ways that I didn't feel worthy of these things that are starting to come toward me. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. It just hurt. I felt that shadow of who I've been, and that fear. Like what they don't tell you. Like there's this narrative always about striving for what you want, struggling. Mm -hmm. And this is why this narrative is so bad because it's it becomes difficult to receive and allow for Mm -hmm. what you want and what you deserve and what is for you. Um, It's Uh, pain. It's pain. Like I was like, wow. Like this receiving, being in a state of grace. I've been so calibrated to the wrong direction that this hurts me, that the struggle feels familiar, the pain feels familiar, but mm-hmm. this grace hurts me. Yep, And I just cried. I was like, I can't. Like, and I had to, again, like, kind of forgive myself and be like, I...
0: Was it cathartic? Did it help you to to contend with that that the, the distance from grace by the end of it? Were you closer um, yeah, to grace? I think
2: so, me and my friend went my my co host for my podcast. We mm-hmm. went for a hike that day. And okay, I kind of put certain because I, I realized even in getting certain things I wanted, I was still attaching to this notion that they're going to be taken away from me, mm-hmm. and I didn't like how I was acting because even like like. And I, I think I learned some of that from my family, you know, like I grew up thinking that we were like poor, we weren't ever poor. We were like lower middle class, middle middle yeah, class, yeah, but yeah. it was always, you know, anytime I needed like a filling for mm-hmm. a cavity, oh my God, well, how are we going to do this? Everything was like, um, I always thought we were like pin- pinching pennies, the way that money was talked about and, and, mm-hmm. and things and or with my, in my family in general, when I when I get something or when we we receive something, it's like, well, you better not blah, 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 or else.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't think yeah. it's just
2: my family, but it was like, you know, I want to be able to receive these beautiful things and just like, let them happen and know that I'm worthy of them. That's why they're here.
0: Yep, yep. That's yep. why
2: they were given to me to begin with. That's why it's, it, and if it's, Maryam Hasna, who's a teacher I love, she says, um, if it's meant for me, um, I can never lose it. And if it's not meant for me, I don't want it, yep. you know? Yep. So yeah, I had this really, I just felt raw for like two days. I just felt literally like I was walking around with my chest split open and I just had to just be with that. And it kind of, it kind of um, subsided and okay. I was like, okay, I just need to integrate that shadow of shame, guilt, unworthiness and just let myself be and have, and enjoy my life. So that's my like proclamation for this life is joy, fun, surrender, allowance, ease, grace. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not punishing myself anymore.
0: Thank you for not punishing yourself anymore. (laughs) Thank you. You want to do one more? Yeah. uh, uh, There is protocol on this show. You can't just reach in there without pressing the ding button. What have you got?
1: Oh,
2: what is your most comforting comfort food?
0: Oh, that's a nice, easy, light one to roll out on. Yeah. What is your most comforting comfort food? It's a good
2: question. One, of them, had, one, of, one of them I had last night, pho.
0: I love Ooh, pho. that is not bad at all. That's my
2: favorite. Like, when if I'm feeling sick or like I was feeling tired and my voice was kind of feeling tired last night, so I just got some pho.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I love cereal. That's like a cold hot thing.
0: cereal, cold cereal. Just, Let's just ask like, some hard hitting questions on the fishbowl. Give, give me some
2: motherfucker. Well, I have celiacs so I can only have like, yeah. Give me some like honey nut Cheerios. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, what else is, I mean, things that my mom cooks, like um, okay, a roasted up. chicken. My parents make a roasted chicken every Sunday
1: for with, like, raw
2: vegetables and potatoes.
0: For our listeners out there, celiac disease is something that's real. Gluten-free mm-hmm. is not an option for some people. Yeah. We aren't just trying to We're make life difficult. Yeah. We aren't just being babies about our no, intestinal me my, me lining. Me and my mom
2: both have it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's a real thing. It's something that, it's genetic, You yep. think. Yep, yep, yeah. it's genetic. Uh, and uh and you, you don't you don't have a choice so no. uh when you do have celiacs when you are gluten-free soup is uh a big bowls and noodles are rare so i am right there with yeah, you on the are rice
2: noodles yeah it is such a treat so great but even it. if you aren't celiacs oh yeah, yeah you, you can you, cut out gluten <laughs> you, i'm not mad at people who cut out gluten yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's it's not good for you like it's an in- inflammatory thing so Lots. Of, some people who need infl- anti-inflammatory yeah. diets also go um, gluten-free. So
0: you certainly may. But I'm here
2: but for you. But some of us don't have a choice. Yeah.
0: Um. I have a question. Yeah. Can we hear you play some of your amazing songs? Fuck yeah! Let's do I, it. I have a follow-up question, yes. a don't break my heart on the air. Okay. Are we going to hear kids today? Well. Oh I no! Usually, you're breaking my heart. I
2: don't usually play it acoustic, but I can play it. Yeah.
0: Let's see what happens. Sure. Alright. Let's right. do it. Bye. Okay. Oh wait, no, wait, 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 wait. We have closing music. Settle okay. down, slow down. Okay. Uh where is it?
2: Oh wow, this is romantic. This is goodbye has
0: been, everybody. You have been listening to the Hollywood Fishbowl. The Hollywood Fishbowl. Fish Fish you can find out. Where
1: Morpheus oh, is flying Neos. Hey, hey.
0: Would you mind singing where people can find you if they liked what they heard on this program?
1: You can go
2: to I am Kate Faust, K A T E F A U S T, on Instagram. You can go to katefaust.com. This is some
0: monotone singing you're doing so right now. So go to
2: katefaust.com and learn more about me. You can book
1: a reading with me if you
2: want to, baby.
1: Also, read my piece on Medium. And that's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> There's 26 seconds left. Hollywoodfishbowl.com if you wanna hear more episodes of this show, and at hwfishbowl on Twitter and Instagram. You are the first person, you are the first and only person so far to hijack the entire album. You're welcome. <laughs> totally You're killed welcome. it. Let's get to that concert. Okay.
2: Um, I'll do one more that's a little bit softer. And dedicate it to you in your love. It's called Folding
1: Time. I see my love bright as the sun wrapped in your dark night arms. I'm like the moon. Fixed in your sky, faithfully by your side. Cause there's time, then there's you and I. Well, there's time, then there's you. sent on a heavenly breeze I know that you are me Split of a soul making us two We dreamed of me and